Welcome to today's free video conference on artificial intelligence. Today is August 29th, 2023, and I'm your host, Natalie Pace. You can find me at nataliepace.com and all my social media links are there as well. So we'll be diving into artificial intelligence, but I want you to think of it as this way. The opportunity is literally trillions of dollars. It's like an absolute new makeover for technology. Think of it like every single room of, of the house, every single website is now going to be redone, remodeled with AI. And that's trillions of dollars in opportunity. Now, NVIDIA is at the forefront of that, but there are a few things that you want to be aware of before you just go crazy with AI mania and invest only in NVIDIA, such as, is it overpriced? Should a company that is only making about $5 billion be worth over a trillion dollars? Should you be looking two or three years down the road like that? Or is there a lot of rock and rolling that's gonna go on in between now and then? Also, what about the US chip war with China? And the fact that over half of uh, NVIDIA's revenue actually comes from Asia. And are there other companies you should be looking at? We even found a way for you to invest in AI and NVIDIA that reduces the risk and makes it easy to put into even your retirement account. So we'll be getting into all that and more momentarily. Again, you can watch this back always youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. And if you ever want to join us live, then email info at nataliepace.com with VideoCon in the subject line, and we'll send you the information. All right, we'll get started in just a moment. All right, so first of all, you can access additional information in the blog that I just posted over the weekend. All you have to do is go to in nataliepace.com forward slash blog. And if you do that now, which is August 29th, 2023, then you are going to access um, that blog. So let's go take a look at it. And if you have trouble accessing it, you can always email info at nataliepace.com and we will happily send you a link. Okay, so here it is. There's our artificial intelligence report. And uh, we're also talking about NVIDIA's blockbuster earnings. And here are a few of the things that I want us all to keep in mind. Partners and competition, the China-US chip war, supply chain constraints, valuation, artificial intelligence ETFs, opportunistic marketers who prey on popular YOLOs and pre-IPO artificial intelligence unicorns that we might wanna keep on our radar. So let's talk about the market. And I already mentioned this briefly, it's really trillions of dollars. If we think about it, that every website has to remodel every single room with artificial intelligence, that's the market and it's huge. Now, a lot of people are thinking, well, NVIDIA is doing it all. And NVIDIA is the one that is absolutely getting a lot of headlines because it had a blockbuster earnings report. It doubled its earnings, um, but it is not the only artificial intelligence company that's making the particular kind of chips for this um, that it's needed, the graphics chips. There's also central computing chips and other kinds of chips going on as well. 
that are being made by AMD, Intel, Google, et cetera. Um, it, NVIDIA right now is getting a lot of attention because the particular kind of chip that they make for the gra graphics processing units, that chip is uh, one that's in a very high demand and very low supply. And that brings me to another thing that we need to be aware of is that NVIDIA doesn't make their chips. Taiwan Semiconductor does in Taiwan. So the US-China uh, chip war is something that we all have to be mindful of, right? So NVIDIA is forecasting that they're going to keep, you know, adding supply, et cetera. Meantime, you know, uh, the startups, even not the startups, even the bigwigs in uh, Silicon Valley are all trying and scrambling to come up with alternative things that they can do amidst this shortage. So, you know, the younger companies where all the innovation happens, they are really in trouble in terms of the AI component, not in terms of everything else, because they can't get the, uh, the graphics processing units that they need, the chips they need. Um, even Microsoft, it's, they aren't commenting on this and they're not confirming it, but Wired reported that Microsoft was saying, hey, if you don't need those chips right now, we'll give you a refund on them and they can use them elsewhere. So lots of companies are coming up with workarounds. And of course, this is not the only chip that's needed in the AI complete money makeover, you know, makeover of these websites. So right now, all the things are coming up roses for NVIDIA. But the China-US chip war, it's not just that, um, that NVIDIA makes their chips in China. Over half of NVIDIA's revenue is coming from Asia. And um, again, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I put a chart in here so you could see exactly where it's coming from. A good portion of that comes from China. So as you can see here, we've got 25% um, coming from Taiwan, 22% from China, and then 11% from Singapore. So the, the China thing, and they did address this in their earnings call. So the CFO said, look, right now we do have restrictions on China. The White House has put in restrictions on certain semiconductors that are not supposed to be sold to China. And she said, right now it's not impacting our earnings, but over time it will. So that is something that we have to bear in mind as well, especially given that it is so much a big slice of their earnings pie. And one of the reasons that I say these are important is that investors are pricing NVIDIA not on today's price earnings ratio, but on what they think it's gonna be valued at in like three or four years. So in between now and then a lot of things can happen. And one of those risk factors is that, um, you know, we already have restrictions on what can and cannot be sold to China based on national security. Of course, China's retaliating. And that's another thing as well, is that China is retaliating not only by restricting companies that sell to China, like Micron technology just got the kibosh, but also um, they have, you know, they export a lot of the rare earth materials that go into the chip making process. So there is a lot of concern that if this chip war does not de-escalate, that if it in fact does the opposite, that it escalates, that this is going to slow down the AI remodeling that is currently expected to happen on all of the websites. This is important to keep in mind because NVIDIA, it earns less than $5 billion right now. 
it's valued at over a trillion dollars. That is a price earnings ratio that's absolutely outlandish. And if you'd like us to send over um, our most recent stock report card, we're happy to. It includes about eight different artificial intelligence companies, including a few that you might wanna be looking at in addition to NVIDIA. So here I can show you real quickly uh, price earnings ratio. We can just go to an easy site like uh, Microsoft uh, MSN has a money site that easily allows you to look up a lot of different stock stuff. So if we just put in there NVIDIA. I believe the, the last time I looked, it was over 500. And by the way, the average, oh, it's 100, uh, 113 price earnings ratio. The average PE is 17. So this is about 10 times what the average PE is. And again, this is a company that makes less than $5 billion, but is valued at $1.16 trillion. So a couple of the other things that I wanted to talk about with regard to um, just artificial intelligence in general is that one of the easiest things that you can do in order to get exposure to this, rather than just buying NVIDIA high, is you could think about, A, have NVIDIA on a stock shopping list, and maybe you do a dollar cost averaging approach if you really only want to own NVIDIA. But you could also think about owning a tech, a technology ETF that invests in NVIDIA and other artificial intelligence companies. One of those, so um, I always use iShares as my example because um, this particular website has a higher credit rating than a lot of the other fund companies. So if we go to iShares, there are two different, um, there's one called IRBO and that one is Artificial Intelligence ETF. So that's one that you could think about. And this one is gonna have a lot of the companies that I list on our artificial intelligence stock report card. As you can see, NVIDIA is one of the top holdings. Now this particular um, fund is gonna have over a hundred companies in it. So NVIDIA is a small portion of it. It's all a lot of different companies, but there's another one as well. Again, if you go to iShares, and the other um, fund is called TechB, T-E-C-B. And this one is a breakthrough, um, a technology breakthrough. This is more of the Magnificent Seven. So it's more like the former FANG stocks, Apple, NVIDIA, Netflix, that sort of thing. So this is another one that you could think about. Now, if you do not have technology or artificial intelligence already in your portfolio, it's, it's a good idea to think about dollar cost averaging into it rather than just you know buying a slice of it. And by a slice, what I mean is this, always keep a percent equal to your age safe. In other words, not invested in any stocks, including artificial intelligence. And then you know, you're gonna diversify the at-risk side that is invested in stocks and funds. And we used to, uh, on our sample pie charts, we use 10 slices. So small, medium, large value and growth, that makes up six and then four hots. So you can have a slice or two of maybe one that's the technology, the big caps, the, uh, the former FANG, now Magnificent Seven in that tech B, and then maybe artificial intelligence which is um, you know, a lot of different companies that are in this particular field. 
So that's a way that you could think about playing this where the risk goes down because some of those companies are going to be trading at a great value, right? Whereas NVIDIA is a, quite overpriced and other companies are gonna be maybe earlier stage, et cetera. So if we go back to the blog, oh, I'm gonna take you to the bank's blog in just a moment. Let's go back to the NVIDIA one. Um, this is something I wanted to really alert you guys to is that opportunistic marketers prey on popular YOLOs. And I'm already starting to see this. So whatever the hot thing that's all over the bulletin boards, you're going to start seeing marketers telling you that they have the company that is going to do amazing things. Now, by the way, there is a company that is tied to NVIDIA and we did include it in this blog and it's definitely on my stock report card. It's based out of the Netherlands, but it's another one with a very, very high price earnings ratio. So it's already priced in. You have to be careful because when these marketers come in and tell you to buy something, a lot of times it's a pump and dump scheme. So basically what they're doing is they've already purchased it at a much lower price. They're telling you, you got to buy, buy, buy. And as you buy and the price goes higher, they sell, sell, sell. And so you end up on the wrong, what's called the wrong side of the trade. So we're going to see a lot of artificial intelligence uh, pump and dump schemes. And you have to be super, super cautious. Again, the easiest way to play this is going to be the ETFs. And um, while NVIDIA is such a small portion of that artificial intelligence ETF, it's a bigger portion of the tech B. And again, if you do want to have just NVIDIA, that's okay, but you're buying high, hoping to sell higher, whereas maybe a better plan would be dollar cost average into it or put it on a stock shopping list so that if there's a recession in the months ahead or any bad news that makes the stock go down that you know that you can buy it at a lower price. Now, the, there are a few things that if bad news, like they, their chips, um, Taiwan, Taiwan Semiconductor goes into a lockdown for some reason. So there are a few things that could really impact it and be a big problem. But in general, a lot of things are coming up roses for um, NVIDIA at this moment. Again, it's going to have some competition with Intel and AMD and um, graphics processing units are in um, high demand and low supply, but they're not the only thing that's needed for AI. Now, also pre-IPO artificial intelligence unicorns. I just start keeping a list because when I was listening to all these earnings reports, you know, there were a few names that came up. So I put them here in the blog. You might want to go ahead and have them on your list as well. They're not yet publicly traded, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to have them on the list and maybe check every now and again, see if they're coming up for an IPO. We'll of course try to do that, but if you see it before I do, send me an email. Now, a couple of things that I, I wanted to update you guys on. One was on the banks because we did see that Moody's downgraded the banks, um, a lot of banks and, um, we also saw that S&P has done a few as well. Um, so here are, here are some credit scores that I think you should be well aware of. And these are big caps, right? 
So first of all, with the financial services companies, like even AIG, MSCI, Invesco, a lot of these companies have BBB is the lowest rung of investment grade before they become junk bonds. Um, here are some banks, and you're going to be surprised here that you look at all of these banks, Wells Fargo, American Express, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, which is the Dow component, Capital One, Discover Ally. Look at uh, and look at all of these companies and how few the ones at the top are not U.S. based banks. Bank of Montreal, Canada. Um, Westpac uh, is Australia. Toronto Dominion, Canada. So the U.S. banks are not that highly rated. They actually allowed their credit score to fall a little bit low. Now, you know, the Federal Reserve is trying to tell us, oh, there's no problem. But of course, when we see the, the ratings agencies downgrading, we have to be aware of that. Now, earlier this year, before in our retreats, we've been telling people for years, underweight financials. In February, I sent out a blog and said, you know, listen, take this very seriously. And by the way, that was before the bank failures started making headlines. Take it seriously. You're not getting paid to take on the risk of U.S. financials. So what can you do about that? We're going to tell you a few things. But also, if you're attending our um, online retreat in October, you're going to get one full day on what's safe and how we can diversify into better ideas. So go to nataliepace.com, scroll down, you'll see financial empowerment retreat. Um, it's online, so you can attend from anywhere in your living room. And again, we're going to be telling you in greater detail about how you can get safe underweighting financials and other strategies as well. Now, you're just not getting paid to take on the risk. So here is the S&P 500 ETF. What you're going to see here is that about 12% of this, of almost 13% financials, right? U.S. financials. And if we look at the yield on this, what you're getting is 1.44%. Now, you saw on that chart that I showed you that Australian banks are higher rated. And in general, both Australia and Canada tend to be higher rated because they don't take on the kind of risk that US banks take on. So here's an Australian fund. If we click on it, you're going to see that it has a lot of financials in it, 32% banks, but look at the yield you're getting and they are rated higher. So you're getting almost a 4% yield on this one opposed to a 1%. So you're getting four times the yield for a higher credit rating. So there are ways that you can actually get um, a better return with less risk. And, um, and you know, it's all by the data. So I strongly encourage you to consider if you haven't already signed up, join us for our October 7th retreat. Look, our online retreats are very affordable. In fact, most people report earning back the price of the retreat in budget savings alone in the first few months, because we also teach you how to save thousands of dollars annually in your budget with smarter choices. So just email info at nataliepace.com or call us and we'll be happy to register you. Now, the last thing I wanted to say is you know, I've been following the Chinese electric vehicle makers and Neo and Xpeng both had not been doing very well over the past year. Now, Neo just reported 
its um, July deliveries. And what we saw here is that they more than doubled in July. Now, this is something they told us they were going to do, but of course we wanna see it in writing. So we knew that their second quarter was not gonna look very good, but in anticipation that their third quarter, we're, we're watching the deliveries and the deliveries so far are looking very, very strong. Now, why would I say that? Well, because when you look at a company like Neo versus something like Tesla, what you have is something that's really undervalued, or especially compared to Tesla. So if we go back to our handy um, website and we put in Neo, now Neo is a young company, so it's still cash negative. We can't use price earnings ratio. We have to use price to sales ratio. So I'm gonna go over to the price to sales ratio real quickly to show you what I mean. And here, so you can see here that the price to sales is 35 cents, right? So this is really amazing. I mean, anything under one is a very, very low price to sales ratio. Now, if we compare that to Tesla, what you're gonna see with Tesla is that Tesla is another company like Neo, I mean, like NVIDIA, where you know it's really expensive, right? Price earnings ratio is 68. The average PE is 17. So this is a, another thing that we are, we're gonna be watching closely, but I've promised you when I wrote the last blog on Tesla that we were gonna be watching both Neo and Xpeng. And Xpeng is actually increasing its sales as well. And they just announced a new partnership with Volkswagen. So we'll be reporting more on all of this um, as more of the sales data comes in. But so far it's looking really good, especially for Neo that they are meeting their targets. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and pause it here uh, so that if anybody has any quick questions, they can uh, ask them. And again, just so that you guys know, please do follow me on Instagram. That is where I'm doing my uh, daily money tips. We also have a strong focus on sustainability there. So you can see my Instagram feed here. Um, you know, sometimes like you, you obviously because Instagram is very uh, graphics oriented. If you want to know about the Federal Reserve, then click on Jerome Powell, artificial intelligence, click on the AI generated Picasso painting, um, you know, other things here about sustainability. But here you can see all of my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, my podcast. This is available, by the way, not just it's available on YouTube.com forward slash Natalie Pace, but it's also available on my Apple podcast, Spotify podcast, and um, the Substack. So Natalie Pace on Substack, but if you want to access it on Spotify or Apple, just click on the, the um, audio there and that'll take you over to Spotify. And then below that, you can click on the Apple podcast and that'll take you over to Apple. All right, so again, I look forward to seeing you all in October online, October 7th through the 9th. Learn the life math that we all should have received in high school. It's very important to get diversified, hot, properly protected, and to rebalance regularly. And um, yeah, adding in a little bit of artificial intelligence and or even that breakthrough uh, tech B ETF might be a great idea.
So again, thank you so much for joining me. Again, I'm Natalie Pace. You can watch our live free video conferences. They happen at least once a month, youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. We also have them as podcasts. So if you're one of those unlucky folks who has to commute long distances, then you definitely want to go to Substack sub, sub and uh, search for Natalie Pace there, or just email us and we're happy to send you the link at info at nataliepace.com. Look forward to seeing you at our next retreat. And if you're really adventurous and you're definitely interested in sustainability, join us at our Royal Manor House in March. Thanks again. I'll talk to you soon.